You are listening to Feeding the Mouth That Bites You with Ashley Parrish and Jessica Pfeiffer. A weekly podcast guide on parenting teens and launching them into the world. As always, we are joined by psychologist and author, Dr. Ken Wilgus. Hey, everyone, and welcome back on today's episode. You're going to get a special treat. It's the husband's episode. Yes, Ashley, we convinced our husbands to talk with Dr. Ken about feeding the mouth that bites you and their conversation is to be as followed, but I had to do a lot of bribing to get my husband to come on. How about you? What did you have to do to get your husband to come on? Well, I cannot tell you that on air. (laughs) (laughs) That would change the rating of this episode. (laughs) There were a lot of, uh, there was a lot of begging and then afterwards, just a lot of, thank you. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, I'm excited to hear what they have to say as we're recording this, Jessica and I have not listened to this episode. Um, so you'll be hearing it at the same time, Jess and I are hearing it. Yes. That's, I think that's a funny, that's a funny thing that you and I both have not heard it. I wonder if Dr. Ken has some surprises in there for us. We want to let you know that you can find the rest of this episode on Patreon. There's a link in the show notes. So if you click that, it will take you over to Patreon. We really appreciate you guys' support. So, okay. So I'm here uh, talking to Charlie Pfeiffer and Brett Parrish. These are, if you recognize those names, you guys are the husbands of Jessica and Ashley. Uh, Charlie, how long have you and Jessica been married? Uh, July of 99. So, uh, almost quick, 24. do the math. Almost 24. Okay. All right. Very good. And Brett, you guys married out. It'll be 10 years this June, 10 years this June. That's good. So Charlie, you guys have four kids. Yes, sir. Yeah. 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 Ages. What to what? Uh, so my son is the oldest and he is going to be 22 in April. And then we have a, 18 year old freshman in college. We have a sophomore and a sixth grader. Okay. All right. Very good. Brett, you have seven blended family from what age to what age? Uh, we range from 16 years old to six year old twins. And our three oldest are my stepkids. And then we had back to back twins, which are mine and Ashley's biological children together. So, Ashley will say how people react when she tells them how many kids she's got. Do they do that with you or is she just exaggerating that? Or is that really true? Do people just flip out? Yeah, they do flip out. I've kind of started my, uh, my go-to phrase is when they ask how many kids I say, I normally answer only seven because it kind of <laughs> dulls the response and gets them to laugh. Um, I don't know. They, they freak out. Like I'm going to ask them to keep one or something, but <laughs> that's, yeah, I'll bet that's right. That's good. All right, so um, one one of the bigger things about focus about um, feeding the mouth that bites you is the whole point that parenting adolescents is not the same as parenting children. Uh, that basically, and and that that's been known pretty much throughout history and so forth. Um, do you guys experience that difference, say from thirteen and older, uh, as you know, com- contrasted to up to thirteen? Uh, has that been a, a fairly clear distinction in in the watching your children as they've grown up? Charlie, what do you think? I would say yes, it's it's a big distinction. The 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 hard thing for me was, and it's 
it's more clear now that I've been trained by my wife, but, um, <laughs> you know, going into it with my first kid, I was still trying to do the little kid parenting, right? Like where you'd pick them up and carry them into the other room and yes. put them in their bed or whatever. Um, and that doesn't work as kids get older. And so now that I'm on my, uh, third teenager and i got one more to go it's yeah you really see the difference at this point so brett you've got i worry about you guys because you've got you know still a majority younger kids Uh, is it pretty apparent what's it like in that household with teenagers and children mixed yeah it's very apparent and it's i think what's uh kind of startling was how quickly it happens it's like just a a switch goes off as soon as they get to that kind of upper middle school age right completely different very quickly uh we were just looking at pictures the other day kind of reminiscing because we had a, a family event and uh just the difference in my oldest son who is just now 13 within the last like 18 months is wild yeah so uh, before we started recording i was asking you guys so you guys obviously are whether you wanted to or not familiar with the whole fo- uh, feeding the mouth that bites you stuff because of these wives of yours um and um which by the way is you know is often kind of intuitively obvious to dads uh neither of your wives are super nurturing so they kind of get it also but moms that are really good with little kids sometimes uh, often really struggle with the idea of letting go of things and so forth and dads kind of get it was there an aspect from uh, of what you guys know about feeding the mouth that bites you is that kind of makes logical sense to you or kind of how you would have already thought about it even before that brett uh, yeah, you know, we always have a, a saying in our house that our job is to teach ourselves out of a job. So we kind of always want them to have that level of independence and that level of kind of figuring things out on their own. Um, so that's kind of always been our philosophy. But yeah, it really is kind of since they've started working with you and the book and the podcast in our life, it's we've really implemented a lot more of that kind of stuff. The man planned emancipation stuff planned emancipation. yeah that's right charlie did it make sense to you the general idea yeah it did um you know my goal with my kids you know that didn't have the fancy name for it but i wanted them to be fully functional adults by the time they left the house you know and so from the dad side that was a lot more practical you know you got to be able to change a tire be able to you know hold a job you know write a resume kind of prepare you for all those kind of things and um going into you know uh i never really thought about applying that same kind of preparing you for life with a bunch of the other stuff it was more just from the dad side and so my parenting probably fell back on you know the raising little kids it never kind of matured up until that point so yeah because if 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 mothers are sort of nurturing i mean it, it if you overgeneralize, there's a mothering style that is that instinct to just get my kids what they need, take care of whatever they're needing. I can tell he's tired. Let's put him down for a nap. It's a little harder to identify what is a fathering style. I've called it uh, warrior training. And I can just remember, even when my kids were little, just this instinct of thinking about, well, you know, if, if we keep letting him do blank, then he's never going to be able to, you know, it's this forward thinking idea that I don't even know where I got that, but it's just the way I've always looked at stuff. They've got to be 
prepared. And I can, I know that sometimes I think my wife was a little, I don't know, a little surprised by it. It seemed like I didn't really care. Like, don't you want to go in there and kind of help out or what? And, and it was, it was harder for me to describe. Well, no, there's actually, it's not me being ignoring this. I'm, I'm actually, I have a goal here of, of working my way out of a job. Have you, have you ever had trouble? Uh, do, do your wives, have they always understood what you're doing or do you have ever tried to describe this to her? This, you know, this, if we keep doing this, they're never going to be ready to do that themselves kind of approach to things. You know what I'm talking about? Did you feel that even when you were, you know, when your kids were still little? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I always wanted, well, I'll put it this way. I never had a hard time with my kids struggling with stuff, you know, yeah. and some nurturing moms do have trouble with that. And so for me, I was always like, Hey, let's, let's, let's let them deal with this. Let's let them fight through this. And, you know, they're not going to get killed doing it. So, you know, if they get beat up a little bit and they'll learn their lesson and then they'll improve and try something different next time. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 And I, I think even the kids kind of pick up on it after a while. I know, um, you know, for most of our marriage, Ashley was a stay at home mom, but so those times when we kind of have a role reversal and I'd be home with the kids during the day, say she was out yeah. doing whatever. And then as soon as she hits the door, they're like, mom, mom, can I, what, what's this? Right, and this? Right. Right. And I'll be like, you know, babe, they haven't spoken to me in like three hours, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I think they kind of figure out too, that I, that's not my style to kind of nurture and coddle and, and they kind of become independent and, find their own way through the day when they know they're yeah. with me. So we were talking earlier. I know that you guys know that feeding them out the bites was the best parenting approach ever ever devised. But um, I did ask if you had anything, I asked aspects of it that you know of that you didn't fully agree with. Brett, you, you were, there's a couple of things that have bugged you a little bit about the approach of feeding them out the bites you. Yeah. So I, again, I, like Charlie said, you want them to be, functioning adults when they leave you want them to have to understand responsibility and to understand hard work and some of that does come through trial and error and kind of taking the back road backseat approach um you know but at the end of the day that i don't know whether it's the dad in me or the the man in me or whatever but like i just sometimes you're just like you just can't do that because this is my house and i'm the dad and I said so. I pay all the bills, so that's not going to fly. So there's like a it it can feel sort of cocky and disrespectful, kind of. Um, this kid is sort of living their own life here and not worrying about anything that we say. Is that is that what it feels like? Yeah, I, I think that that ultimately for me, that feeling respected as the leader of the house, as as the the, the head of the family, is is yeah, completely right. important, and. Um, and so when that comes out sometimes, then my response is not always spot on. There you go. And, and sometimes too, <laughs> not always even proportional. Still, proportional. Right. And, and even then sometimes too, when our oldest who is 16 and my wife interact, sometimes it's my initial response to jump in and almost take up or, and and then they'll both get it. Yeah. They'll be like, "Oh, we're we're bantering." I was like, "Well, it doesn't sound like banter. It sounds yeah. like she's being disrespectful, and you're the mom and my wife, and I'm not having it." You know that happens. That is so. That is so true. That's very much of a of a communication style. You know, if you ever notice, 
as men, we just in general, I explain this all the time, you know, respect is just inherent. So if, if, if you, one of you guys and I were having a disagreement about something, first of all, I probably wouldn't say anything, right? Because unless it's a huge thing, you just let it go. But if I do, you start, you know, you start with that apology thing. You're like, Hey, you know, it's none of my business and it's up to, you know, you kind of, you come in low so that you don't feel disrespected or come across disrespectful. It's just, I think an instinct that most men have an awareness that that feels disrespectful. Well, women don't, they're not as sensitive to that. And that example happens all the time where a dad across the house is going, Hey, don't talk to your mom like that. And even your wife is like, no, no, this is a good conversation where I have. It's like, you know, from my ears, that just sounds disrespectful. Uh, and, you know, and so I, I think that's pretty common. Charlie, do you know what I'm talking about? Has that happened uh, when, when you're hearing, you know, Jess talking to the kids? Oh yeah. And it's, you know, that's, one of the things that I, I'm more sensitive to than her, she does not pick up on the disrespect. And it's like, no, we're going to, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. That's right. Be respectful and, you know, polite, do, you know, do a good job and stuff with and I, the chores that you've been assigned. And so, and our wives will worry that that approach can, um, it can kind of hurt your relationship with them. You know, you're being kind of overly harsh, that kind of thing. And, and in my, experience that's a an aspect of, of parenting that's kind of been neglected for quite a while that part that is you know most of us as dads we're trying to do a good job as parents we're trying to do a better job than our dads did uh and and um it's harder i think to explain to our wives things that are sensitivities for us most of our wives are just really good at explaining how they see things and, you know, we don't want to be a jerk about it, but that's a very common one is expecting more of what can sound like and, and is really respect. Whereas our wives, it's not that they don't want that, but they want closeness. They want them to be open and connected and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's a good point. So Charlie, you were saying earlier that you have no objections. It's all wonderful. This, uh, I can't remember. What was the thing? Now, the hardest thing for me was just the, uh the, the part about is letting the kids have the room ah. you know and, and don't don't uh don't go in there unless they have an active mouse infestation or, or i forget what the you can go was. in there but yeah it's just well don't don't take control of the situation um you know it, it was just hard for me because you know i i try to um not necessarily be cheap but you know i don't want to kids to be the, the things that we buy them and stuff for clothes and stuff. You go in the room, it's on the floor, it's getting stepped on and beat up and it's just a disaster. And it's like, Hey, I understand that this is your space and I should ha let you have your little dominion here. But at the same time, it, you know, this is my house and you live here and that's try not to, Brett said, that's right. That's right. So it, I struggled with that. That was, but you don't want that, was, that to come back on you. Like if, if it, if I have to pay more money because of how they, didn't handle their stuff. That's what you're talking right. about. Right. And, you know, there's a lot of times that, you know, it, it, I want them to feel the consequences of their actions, but sometimes just practically it's hard to let them suffer from that. Or, you know, it'll be one of those kind of things where Jessica tries to insulate them a little bit more than right. I would. Right, choose. right, right. And so that's, that's where we'll have some disagreement between the two of us. It's like, no, let's let, you know, I don't, I don't care that they don't have, whatever that's that's their problem let them figure it out but you know 
Yeah, see, that's and you know, that's kind of the same thing with bread. It's about respecting our boundaries and so forth. Um, and yeah, that's you know that that by giving, you know, one of the general rules like of giving a freedom is that there's responsibilities with that freedom and their freedom should not interfere with the rest of us. So, you know, I remember my oldest, my son, you know, there was, it was pretty messy in there, but if there was a smell or something, he had to fix that. That's not going to be our problem. And, and his, you know, I think it was more with the girls. If they didn't take care of their clothes, it didn't change the budget we had for them to, for what they could buy and so forth. But I think you're right. It was not as easy for my wife. How do you guys deal with though? Are there have there been um, differences, especially with teenagers? Brett, have you and Ashley differed on some bigger issues, and how did y'all talk through that? Or is, is this help to kind of be on the same page? Yeah, I mean, we're pretty aligned for the most part. I think that that's one of the blessings of a of a communicative relationship. Marriage is that you know we are aligned. Uh, typically when we do disagree though, she kind of just points back to you and says that you're the expert and I have to bend to your will. <laughs> so appreciate that. I wondered why you didn't like me. Now it all comes together. No, I think, I think our big issues are, are we're pretty aligned with it's normally smaller stuff. And um, I think typically with the smaller stuff is that I do have more of the let them kind of figure it out. Let's not referee. Let's not interfere. And just her mom instinct is to, and I don't want to paint her. She's not like a helicopter mom. Yeah, or she's like really a, not. Yeah. But she, not. she just, those are her babies. And if she could insulate them a little bit from the pain or the suffering that would incur from some of the decisions they make, That's right. she would want to. And I'm kind of like, let them let them take their lumps a little bit. Yeah, with Ashley, that may be part of the difficulties because she's not an overly helicoptering mom. So when there is a time that it seems like she's protecting more than you would think, it probably is a bit of a surprise and a little, right. you know, because it's not the standard. Charlie, you and Jessica, you she you pretty much run everything there, do you? And she's no. Yeah, there. So uh, we're both Type A personalities, and so both of us think that we're right, and so we have butted heads on things multiple times before, but like Brett was saying, it's most of the time it's over little stuff. The big stuff, we're all generally on the same page. And so, you know, we, we can all agree on the outcome of how we want our kids to turn out and values and stuff like that. It's always, how did you get there? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so some of the, you know, like when, when Jessica started reading, the book and going through some stuff like that, there was definitely some conversations of, um, is this the path to get to that outcome? Right. And so right. we're going to try this new way of doing this. And so that was, there was, yeah, there's lots of conversations at the beginning because it was not, you know, the normal way of doing it that, um, you know, you would see modeled by parents back in the day where this is the way we're going to do it. And sure. you know, it, it just felt different. So made more sense. So, um, you know, I, I'm not sure if I've got anything else that really came to mind. Was there anything else that we had that you guys were expecting that we would talk about? I just say thanks for all the, the free counseling you're providing my wife and family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except for the uh, being used in in battle. Uh, you know, you know, Brett. I'm not sure she's quoting me right when Ashley says that's what Doctor Ken says. It 
you you probably should double check that it's been ha- it's happened before that i've been misquoted well yeah probably so but i do that all the time too whenever i am trying to quote the bible and i can't remember it is i just put everything in the book of ecclesiastes that, that's, that's good. my favorite one to say my, out loud ecclesiastes is one of my favorites so <laughs> I, she's not the only one in the family that misquotes to fill their own needs well you know in all seriousness what what is really impressive though about your wives is that um you know, they, they obviously kind of embrace the stuff in the book, but they're, they're good at that. This, this can be really hard for moms that, you know, really releasing basically the stage where your, your teenager needs to not need you. And I have seen intelligent women really motivated, but just clinging and not able to do that. And your, your wives are, are really pretty impressive at this. So it's, it's it's been fun to watch um in in the stories they tell they 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 seem to really get it yeah and and i'd also like to encourage those moms that are listening to that that hear that kind of stuff that find it hard to release is too is that releasing doesn't mean that you lose that closeness because ashley is so relationship based especially with our oldest she wants to be close to her and she wants to be involved in those decisions and i think some moms feel like, oh, if I release, if I let them go do this own thing, that I'm going to be out. That's a, that's a good point. And that's not it. That Ashley and her are still incredibly close with allowing yeah. the freedoms and the for her to grow. Yeah, that's a really good point. Charlie, I, I, I know that Jessica's close even to your son. I mean, just not that that's stunning, but, you know, moms and sons can be tense, but she's remained quite close to all of them. Yeah, and I, I would say you know, further that, um, you know, just having some of that stuff, letting it go, the release, like what I was talking about is, you know, that makes you closer, right? Because then you're not rehashing stuff and you're not fighting over the same old things. You're like, well, this is, this is the consequence. And so here's what it is. And then it's not exactly. between me and you. It's like, this is, this is your deal. You need to figure it out. And I'm here to talk to you and I'll, I'd love to, you know, listen to you or tell you what I think, but you know, when it all shakes down, this is, this is you. That's, that's very, that's a good reminder. Cause that's exactly right. Listen, I thank you guys for doing this. This has been a uh, really helpful. And um, so, and we'll probably just do this every week now, if that's all right. I don't see you kidding. If they knew that the effort it took for us to find this time together, it was, it was crazy. Thanks again. I really enjoyed talking to you guys. Thanks, Ken. Appreciate you. We're going to go ahead and stop right there for today. We want to let you know that you can find the rest of this episode on Patreon. There's a link in the show notes. So if you click that, it will take you over to Patreon. We really appreciate you guys' support. You can also find us on Patreon at Feeding the Mouth That Bites You. Thanks for joining us today. Hit the subscribe button so you won't miss an episode. Also, leave us a review. This is how other listeners find our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Feeding the Mouth. We appreciate you and would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, thoughts, or ideas about what we've discussed today, please email us at podcast at feedingthemouth.com.